one question we could ask the gospel today is, what is the reward of faithfulness? We hear this parable of the servant who is waiting for the return of the master. He doesn't know when he will come back, but he knows, one, that he will come back, two, that he should be or she should be vigilant and ready to open the door when the master, the master knocks. Moreover, the gospel says that the servant, who should be vigilant and, and faithful, should one, gird the loins, and two, light the lamps. Gird the loins means, in, in the biblical world, to lift your garment and tuck it into your belt so you can be ready for action. In the Last Supper, Jesus, before doing the washing of the feet, he girded his loins. In the book of Exodus, God says, you should eat the Passover meal with your loins girded so you can be ready for travel, getting out of Egypt towards the Promised Land. So basically, it's an image of action. The servant should not be idle, like the master is coming, I should just wait. The other one is an image of love. The light in the lamps is connected with the ten virgins, the oil of the Holy Spirit, the oil of love. So this vigilance means this invitation to wait for the master's return, but at the same time, wait in an active and loving way. It's a call to faithful, a call to do what is good, a call to do the day-to-day things, expecting like the master to come anytime, and our lives to, to model his, his life in some way. To those who do that, there is a reward. God promises a reward. When he knocks and the servant is vigilant, with his loins girded and lighted lamps, he will gird himself. The master will gird himself. This is an image of service. He will have the servant recline at table and proceed to wait on them. So to those servants who are faithful, the master will come and is this reversal of the image. He will begin to serve them. He will begin to console them. He will begin to reward them in some way, feed them. It's kind of an overall image for what the Bible calls the rewards of faithfulness. And this is an encouraging message because we can all be tempted to sometimes become despair, sometimes become discouraged in our practice of doing what is good. Call it your work, call it your parenting, call it faithfulness in in your spiritual life, call it praying every day, coming to Mass every Sunday, call it being faithful in, in, in whatever you struggle. We can all become discouraged in this practice of doing good. And this is one of the great tactics of the enemy. Sometimes we think that Satan is only tempting us to do evil, and that is true, no? He invites us to do what is evil. But it's even more dangerous when he 
tempt us to stop doing what is good. And actually, I think it's even more um, dangerous when he succeeds in that aspect of the spiritual life, when he prevents you from doing what is good. So what are the rewards promised to those who are faithful? What are the rewards that come from being faithful to the day-to-day life things? Let me highlight three. One is that faithfulness and the good actions you do change you. The first one, to be transformed when you act in the proper, right way, is you. Good actions make you good. That's why Jesus says to the the servant who multiplied the talent and was faithful in small matters, God calls that servant good and faithful servant. Come and enter the master's joy in the Gospel of Matthew 25. Because of this multiplication of the talents, because of this faithfulness to small matters, he became good. That's the first reward of doing what is good. The the reward of praying every day, the reward of going to work every day, being on time, trying to be honest, trying to be a good co-worker, and so on and so forth. The reward of exercising, the reward of eating healthy, well, whatever good practice you, you think about. It changes you. Not from one day to the other, but slowly. Life is in some way like the rosary. Like you pray each Hail Mary and these small repetitions of the Hail Marys, little by little changes you. And that's how life is. Not one mass, not one rosary, not one good action, but over time this faithfulness, this perseverance in the practice of doing good, makes you good, changes you. So hopefully, like, in 10 years, you will be better than today. Hopefully, because we are free, we can choose not to do good. That's the first reward of faithfulness. The second one is the impact that your good actions have on others. Jesus says, no, like, let your light shine so people see your good deeds and glorify the Father. He says your life, when you do what is good, when you you do what is right, becomes luminous. It shines upon others. So the good actions you made, even if people don't recognize them or don't tell you or even don't give you thanks for them, people see them and they influence them. The faithful and silent work of a mother or of a father in some way influences, like permeates the house, permeates the life, the minds, the hearts of the children. I don't know if you know uh, this Canadian philosopher, Jordan Peterson, but he insists a lot on the notion of responsibility, taking ownership for your actions. And one of the things he says is, don't think your actions don't matter even if they are private, even if they are done in the silence of your bedroom, they matter. And one way to understand this is that each of us, we know a lot of people. Like, I'm sure, like, I know 
more than 1,000 people, that more or less close, you know that they are my friends. And you know maybe another 1,000. So whenever you do something, whenever you post something on social media, whenever you do a good action or a bad action, whatever word you say, it influences in some way those 1,000 people. And those 1,000 people, in, in, in return, they also have other 1,000 people that they know. So if you multiply 1,000 by 1,000, it's 1 million. I didn't believe it, but I did the, the math, and it is 1 million people. I study economics, so I shouldn't know, know math. But So in some way, it's your actions, they influence one million people. And then the influence of that over time. So your faithfulness matters. It influences. It changes those next to you and, and in some way many others as well. It's very relevant what you choose to say, what you choose to do. And finally, your faithfulness matters because it, the good things we do in some way, they prepare us for the visit of the master. This is the most important and the little reward that is given in this gospel. When we do what is good, the master visits us. In the first place, the reward of heaven. All our actions will be rewarded. All our evil actions will be judged and punished as well somehow. So even the small things that nobody says thank you to you, and maybe you, you wish people would see them or say, hey, thank you. Why they never thank me for all the things I do? God sees them, and God will reward them. But also in this life, Whenever we do good, God visits us. Whenever we are faithful to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of God in you grows. Whenever you choose to be selfless, the presence of God in you grows. So goodness also, in some way, connects us in a deeper way with the Master. He comes to visit us. He comes to serve us, to console us. For all and many other reasons, faithfulness matters. Paul says to the Galatians, let us not grow tired of doing what is good, for in a due time we shall reap our harvest if we do not give up. Do not grow tired of doing what is good, work, in your family, in your community, in your spiritual life. Do not grow tired of doing what is good. In a due time, we shall reap our harvest. In life, we move from sowing to reaping all the time. As we sow, we should sow with hope, with faithfulness, with perseverance, knowing that it will be rewarded. So let us put this gospel into practice maybe this week. Think of one area in your life, either spiritual life, family life, ministry life, 
work life, that you need a new hope, a new faithfulness, a new energy. And think of the rewards of being faithful.